0: Hello and welcome back to Boss Your Business. As you can tell, I'm I'm somewhere else today. Um I actually get to join Jeff Jeff. Oh my god. Yeah, Jeff. Jeff Fenster. Jeff C. I have too many Jeffs in my life that I care about. Um totally excited today, actually being in your studio. Thank so you I'm coming. I'm having I'm having a little bit of VIP moment, so hang with me. You know how my tongue goes. I have tongue twisters regularly on my podcast, (laughs) and we never edit them out. Um, Really excited to be here. You guys should see, and you will see on Instagram, multi-camera setup, dream of mine one of those days. I will have a room like this, and hopefully such an amazing team as you have put together, and we'll dive into this. One of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show, and I'm really excited to have you, because it seems like... You've been going against everything that I have been taught how to run my business. So if you guys have not met Jeff yet, um, you have your own podcast on Entrepreneur. You are the founder of Everball. You also added a construction company on top. You are now building out franchises for other people. You were an author. You did. The Entrepreneur Awards, like going through his bio, I literally spent this morning and I my half of it. It's, <laughs> it's interesting to watch you. Did Little Jeff ever think you're going to be here?
1: Gosh, no. No, 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 no. Uh, never thought about being a business owner. Never wanted, even heard the word entrepreneur until probably 15 years ago. So I think I was an entrepreneur before I even knew the word entrepreneur. Um, I wanted to be a professional athlete. Little Jeff wanted to play sports.
0: Did little Jeff also play sports? He did.
1: He did. Um, I played through high school, boxed in college, but was not good enough to play at the highest level. Um, which you know, it's the reality. It takes a lot. It does, and it also. I worked hard. I I was always a small kid, so in order to compete, I was fast and little. So I always had to outwork everybody else. Um, really demonstrate to coaches like why they want the. You know, I was late late bloomer short kid i think my freshman year of college i might have been 120 pounds playing football and you know i played with guys like kellen winslow who went pro and you know he was 6'4 220 his freshman and sophomore year so it was like
0: 120 that's not that's I five was, pounds less than what i weigh right yeah, when so i was days, a little
1: i was a little boy so i but had that to work usually hard
0: usually means you are you are limber and can sneak your way through the big guys
1: yes and i had small dog syndrome so i had the chip on the shoulder uh felt like I had my ego forced me to have to prove to everybody all the time in order to make the team be accepted by my peers, get playing time. And, you know, I just, that was what I thought. So I was
0: seeing, do. seeing the switch in you, because I, I'm like a year ago, I didn't even know your name. It's, it's this funny thing of the circles you were in, right? Suddenly it's like, Talking to my friends, I was like, Everball? I, I didn't know. And suddenly you, you see it popping up everywhere. So when did when did little Jeff lose that chip? Because you definitely does do not have that chip anymore.
1: I do still. I just figured out how to control <laughs> that chip. Um, I definitely have an ego. I try to control it and use it as a tool versus mm-hmm. let it control me. Um, because as a kid, it controlled me too much. And you could get me to do things just by... Telling me I couldn't do it. Ooh. Right? I was that guy. Like, oh, you can't do that. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. We'll see. Watch me. Yeah, watch me. Watch
0: me. me. I'm going to do it either way. Or especially yes. it's this, oh, you're not supposed to go right? Oh, believe mm-hmm. me, I will go right.
1: The stove's hot. Don't touch it. And mm-hmm. eh, We'll see how hot it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, thankfully, and I mean this, social media didn't exist. People didn't have cameras on their phones. Oh, my
0: God. Thank God. In my childhood, we yes. didn't
1: have those. I made dumb choices, got into some trouble that, not serious trouble, but trouble that if it was on camera probably would hinder my life today um you know the things that kids make decisions kids make and so I know young Jeff entrepreneurship but maturity growing up having kids of my own learning you know trying to understand and see perspective definitely going to law school helped me with perspective that taught me a lot about understanding the other side and through that process you know
0: so if I remember right, you went to law school for sports law to yep. go into that direction, but that never came to fruition, right?
1: So I graduated law school and had a job lined up at Lee Steinberg Sports Agency. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, my third year of law school, I met the woman who's my wife and have a kid and didn't want to... At the time, there was no Zoom. There was no social media. Everything was in person. Yep. And the peers of mine and friends of mine who were already sports agents and the people I looked up to and saw their lives, their careers... None of them had relationships with their families that were anything I wanted. They were gone all the time at the beck and call of all these athletes that a lot of them are prima donnas. No offense to my friends who are athletes, but a lot of you are prima donnas. <laughs> and the expectation was, when I have a thing, you're going to be there early, you're going to make sure, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And when you're cutting your teeth in the industry, it's even worse. Yeah. And I just kind of saw that most of them were divorced or had estranged relationships. And I was like, I don't want that. So when I graduated law school... I was like, uh-oh, I have something that means more to me now than sports, and that was a daughter and a and a wife, or a fiancé at the time, but wife.
0: I love that that happened so early on because we we see that story a lot, right, where it's like we do all the work. We I think as men, and correct me if I'm wrong, female here, we were brought up a little bit different with the thinking, but I think as a man, you are often brought up to you are supposed to provide. And... Um looking back till just recently, providing men, bringing the money in the house, doing all the things, which now has changed. So it's it's nice to see that you realized that early on and just found a different way. And I guess right at that time frame is kind of like when you discovered entrepreneurship. Am I right on that?
1: No. Um, I had six figures in law school loans to start paying back, a kid, a fiance, and so I got a job. Because that's what you have to do when you have to pay your bills. Yeah. You know, I was 24 years old and had a lot of bills to pay. So I got a job with a friend of mine got me a job at a company called ADP, which was a payroll company. Mm-hmm. And I had always been good in sales and had done sales jobs in college and high school and interned in telemarketing. And so I got an outside sales job selling payroll business to business in San Diego and $38,000 base pay plus commission.
0: $38,000 base. Yeah. That's-
1: My law school loans alone were 1300 a month. <laughs> nothing net 1300 so i had to 38000 plus commission so i had to go sell uh-huh. but a hungry dog hunts best right yeah. and so i was in a position where okay give me the model and adp had this formula 50 phone calls oh, uh, 50 phone calls a day would get you five appointments if you get five appointments you'll close two of them and if you do that you'll make presidents club and you make six figures so when i got the job and i said how do i make over 100k they said make presidents club I said okay what do i need to do that they said follow this model i was like done I don't care. Let's do it. And so I followed the model. And my first six months there, I was the number one sales rep in the country. Made President's Club first out of 2,000-ish reps. And it was great. I was like, I'll be here forever. Um, I bought a house in San Diego, moved my fiance and daughter into it. Mm -hmm. And we bought the house in January. I got the job in August, went on commission in September, bought the house in January, or closed on the house in December, uh, bought the house before that. We actually moved in December, January. And then in January, I made President's Club and in my contract said, if I sold this amount, which was above Presence Club, it was mm-hmm. like a higher threshold, you get a raise from 38000 to fifty four, So I get a $17,000 base pay increase. I needed that That's money. That's a nice chunk. Yeah. And I just put all my cash down on the down payment of the house. So I was like, great. When do I get my raise? And my boss said at the end of the fiscal year, which wasn't until uh, the fiscal year ended in June. So I'd get it in July.
0: So nobody ever mentioned the fine print.
1: Yeah. Well, because- Their position was it's an annual contract. It's an annual goal. No one does it in six months. So if you'd done it in 10 or 11, (laughs) you're going to get it in two, three, four weeks, right? But they didn't expect or anticipate the speed with which I was able to accomplish it. And so I said, well, that's not going to work. I want my raise. And she tried. Ashley, my manager, I mean, in her defense, she did everything she could. She didn't want to lose me. My ego said, if you don't give it to me, I'm going to quit. Because I thought they weren't going to let Jeff Fenster walk out the door. I'm the number one sales rep. Like, how are you going <laughs> to let me leave?
0: the trip. Mm-hmm.
1: Right? And right. she came back and she goes, Jeff, I mean, there's nothing we can do. So if you're going to quit, you're going to quit. And I went home that night and we'd been in our house not long. And I said to my fiance at the time, I said, I want to quit the job. And I want to. What
0: wanna... did she say to that?
1: She was supportive. She's like, wow. honey, if that's what you want to do and that's what you need to do, do it. I mean, she was still in cosmetology school at the time. Um. And she's like, I trust you, you know, whatever you think is best, go for it. And so I called my dad and I said, how would you feel if me, Brittany and Olivia, my my daughter and fiance moved into your house? And he's like, why? And I said, I want to sell my house, quit my job and start my own payroll company. And he goes, you want to do what? (laughs) And he was already pissed that I wasn't using my law degree. Yeah. Because he's like, go be a lawyer. Why are you selling payroll? Pa- like, you don't have to be a sports want, agent, but go be a lawyer because you can't. Parents want
0: the best for us, of right? Course. It's like they're, they're coming from their story. They're coming from their view. And he's group, a doctor, so, so
1: he's used to the normal career track. And he's like, you have a JD. Like, you don't have to go to law school. You're done. Go be a lawyer. I can go be a criminal defense. I can do any kind of law I want. I don't have to just be an agent. So I didn't do that. I got a sales job. Then I'm killing it, making six <laughs> figures, bought a house, and now I want to no, quit. You, and he's you like- You
0: got it all, and you're really-
1: and he's, you know, he said something to me, and this was the pivotal moment. He said, Jeff, you have a kid and a, a soon-to-be wife to support. You don't have the privilege of chasing wild dreams and doing this. Like You've got to stick with what it is. And I looked at him and said, I agree with half of what you said. But the other half is, I have a kid who looks up to me. Do I want to teach her to settle? Or do I want to mm-hmm. show her to go be who you were meant to be and go chase what you believe and everything you want and Damn with the results. And I'm like, I'd rather her see that her dad tried everything. And if it doesn't work and we're struggling, I can always go get another job. God. And so Yeah, I'm
0: just getting goosebumps. And having having the support of your partner where it's often enough a lot of us are mm fear-based where it's like, oh my God, I just see the the bad things and everything that can go wrong. And oh my God, now we just bought the house, you already want to sell it again, we are moving in with your parents. What the heck are you talking (laughs) about? And just being like, cool, let's do it. I we'll mean, make it happen.
1: She believed in me. She was, you know, my partner. So we were in it together. And I hit results earlier than we anticipated, right? So we didn't expect me to do so well so quick. I didn't expect to buy a house that quick out of law school. I didn't expect to make the money I made. So it came in a whirlwind. But if I can do it once, I can do it again. It didn't win the lottery. It wasn't just luck. You know, I had a formula that I mm-hmm. figured out. And ultimately, I believe that if you aren't passionate about what you're doing, you won't be successful. I was passionate about ADP until I wasn't. I can't fake it. I'm not going to fake it. I'm not going to show my kid, oh, yeah, you know, my dad could have done all these things, but he settled for me. You know, he settled because I was born or because he had to pay bills. And so when I have a family, I'm going to settle. And I don't want to teach my kids that. So I was like, no, I'm I'm going to do it. My dad said, yeah, you can, you can live here. But- You're an idiot and you're making mistakes (laughs) and you don't know anything about running a business. Like, what do you know about starting? You know, back then it was business owner. The word entrepreneur, I didn't never heard it. There was no YouTube to watch. Like, there was none of that stuff. So I was like, I don't know anything about it, dad, but I can sell it. And so my buddy who I got a job at ADP, I convinced him to join me and he ran the operations and I ran the sales and ended up raising private equity capital. We ended up selling it a few years later. It worked out really well. And, you know, 18 months later, I moved back out of my parents' house and bought uh, another house that we moved into. So it was 18 months in my parents' house. And, and that's where's nothing. It's, it's really not. And that's why when people, are, oh, you know, I, I can't because I have a mortgage or I have kids, I look at them and I go, I don't see what you see. I think you have an obligation. Like, who cares about your house? Does the house mean more than your happiness? If mm-hmm. so, stay in your house and work the job you hate. I mean, it's a choice. I don't care about my house. I mean, I do. I love and want all the things.
0: But it's not going to be the major make or break. It's, it's not the high on the value. The the rest is way higher on that It's list. a house. Mm-hmm.
1: And if I can go buy, a, I can tell you the house I bought 18 months later is bigger, better, nicer than the house I lived in. So...
0: With that, what what is the impact you want to have? Because it's like looking, looking at all the things you do and I'm probably just scratching the surface. Um... What is that, that story, that message, that impact that you want to leave behind?
1: To who? My family, the world?
0: For anybody that hears Jeff Fenster 50 years down the road.
1: I want to show that everybody can be remarkable and extraordinary. And everybody can have everything they want if they actually want it and are willing to put in the work. And... I say this on stages. I'm an ordinary guy. I'm 5'9". I'm average height. Like I'm as average as you look up average height of a male. It's 5'9". I'm 5'9". I have average intelligence. Like you look at my SAT score. I was like 50%, like right there. So I made a career and a living and I learned it in sports of working really hard and focusing on the details and beating you, not because I'm more talented, more capable or anything, just because I'll do what you're not willing to do longer, harder, and faster. I just will. I don't care what I have to do. I want the result. And you give me the formula, I will follow it. So at ADP, most people don't make the 50 calls. So Presence Club is like the top 6-7%. If you go look at how many people make 50 calls a day, 6-7%. Which means everybody could probably make Presence Club.
0: As long as they make the calls.
1: But they won't. And why? Because the first 40 will say no. And it's like, oh, I don't want to do that again. Uh, uh, uh." And they have this thing where they have this requirement to want to, to do something. And I don't need to want to do something to do it. I just am focused on the formula and the result. And so my what I want to leave behind is anyone who, you know, I've created a lot of success in my life at the things I've gone after. And I've done it through a formula and a process. And I think everyone can achieve success in whatever they're after, whether it's health, business, family, relationships, you know, be a doctor, be a student. I don't, it doesn't, be an artist, be whatever you want to be. Success is defined by your def- definition of success, but... Everyone can have it. And I'm tired of living in a society where I feel like everybody is, not everybody, the majority of humans are average and they're average by choice. But the words they say is I want more, but they don't put the action behind it. And I feel like they don't put the action behind it because they don't have a formula or an understanding of what do I need to do? Where at ADP, it was clear 50 phone calls a day. So I made hundred because I wanted to do it faster. So if hundred, yeah. if 50 gets me here, what if I make hundred calls a day? And so that's what I want to leave for everyone else is I want to give everybody else a glimpse into the and give them a, a example of, oh my gosh, I can do everything he did. I'm more intelligent than he is. I'm more capable than he is. Great. So beat me. Be better than me in your own life, in your own world. And if we're competing in the same arena, beat me. I'm okay. I will be Pepsi if you are that much better than me and can work that. you know If you can beat me at this game, I'm really happy about it because... I want to live in a society where remarkable is the standard Mm -hmm. because that means when I go to dinner, the restaurant's going to be remarkable. When I take an Uber, it's going to be remarkable. When I meet humans all throughout life, everything about my life will be better because everyone's going to be better at their careers. They're going to be happy. They're going to have more abundance. They're going to live from a position of giving and, and, and enjoyment versus this scarcity mindset and defensive mindset and mad because I'm not happy with the outcomes of my choices. I want everyone else to be better because it'll be a better world and I have to live in this world, and I deal with mediocrity too often, and it's out of my control. So it's a selfish thing, but that's what I want to leave on the world.
0: I love that. Now, what's your framework to actually do this? As <laughs> I mentioned before, it's like, everybody always tells you you need to niche down one message, one, one product, one person, one thing, and then I go through your timeline of things, and it's like, yeah, sure, we just started three businesses in, in one year, and uh, yes, behind the scenes, I see the connection between growing and building Everball than the construction rebuild. mess you guys had. Yep. Bringing rebuild in to to systemize the thing. But my question is like, you are one person, and it's like suddenly there's Everball popping up everywhere. I know how much you guys do with rebuild mm-hmm. behind the scenes. You are speaking. You are producing the podcast. You are doing all the things. And yet I still see you spending time with your family too. Did did you find a time machine or something?
1: (sighs) No, I'm I'm intentional on what I do. Um, But you talk about the companies and it's not – I don't want anyone to sit here and think that's because of me. It's truly the team, right? So I have an incredibly – gifted talented amazing team of humans i get to do life and business with
0: and super fun by the way too where Mm -hmm. i literally like to bring my laptop in and just work here (laughs) with the team it's it's coming into the office here it's just fun it's like i feel home and i'm just a little piece on, on getting to help you guys make things
1: happen but that's how things happen and i think too many people try to do everything on their own or they have a scarcity mindset about who they recruit and attract and I think if you build the right culture and you have the right values yourself and you can do those things, you'll attract the people that want the same for themselves. All the people on our team want to be the best at their, whatever they're doing, whether it's their job here. And it shows. Or their human side, you know, whatever they do personally or anything that they do. And so, you know, uh, in our control room, we have all these quotes, you know, mm-hmm. one, and everyone who comes on the show leaves a, leaves a message you know, and Drew Brees is so perfect. that It's how you do anything is how you do everything. And when you look at our team, it's evident how we do anything is how we do everything. And so if you're not that way as a person, you're not going to, A, we're not going to hire you, but B, you're not going to feel comfortable here. But if you are a high achiever, if you do want to be remarkable at everything you do, if you do strive to improve every day, you want to be around other people who do that. So you're going to be attracted and want to come work with us anyway, which means our team keeps getting better. We're adding all-stars every single day. And so, Yeah, I can say, hey, we're going to start this company because that's my my role on this team is to pick a destination for us and set big goals. And we can then bring in amazing people to help us get there who can do things way better than I can. And that allows us to do it. So when you look at it, it's like, yeah, we have all these things, but there are seasons, right? There are times where I'm up to my neck in the day to day and then I hire people who are better than me. So now I'm not the best person for that role. So someone else is doing it, which gives me more bandwidth. To either add another company or speak on a stage or do a show. And there's reasons for it all, right? It's, it's about the macro. The show is fantastic because I get to bring in incredibly amazing people into my studio, into my headquarters, into my environment. I get to build more of relationship capital with them. I get to share their message to help deliver the message we want, which is give everyone a success formula. And some of them end up doing business with me and some don't, and that's fine. The speaking gives me a platform to talk about my message and help more people be successful, but simultaneously talk about Everble, talk about WeBuild, talk about Unevolved Products, talk about my show, my book, my speaking. So it builds all of them. So it's like a snowball that's Mm -hmm. building steam and momentum. And so those things drive, you know, top of funnel, business development, relationship capital, personal brand, all these things. And you mentioned a year ago, you didn't know my name because I never cared about personal brand. And so January 1, 23 is when I decided to do personal branding and start. I, I'm a private guy. I don't I don't ever want to be famous. I don't need people to know who I am. I, it doesn't drive me at all. But I realized what I was missing in my snowball. As I want to get better, I realized I'm missing the bigger platform to spread the message, to get more eyeballs and awareness so I can grow Everbull faster, build faster, and help more people with a formula to help them be successful. And if I do that, it's going to... It's going to allow everything to exponentially grow. So, And then the family is a non-negotiable. I mean, that's my family. So, of course, I'm spending time with my family. And if you really it's, – it's, it's funny because most people spend eight, nine, ten hours a day being active in their job or career. Mm-hmm. But they're not productive.
0: <laughs>
1: and there's a difference. Yep. And so if you spent five hours being productive, you'll do more than most people will do in eight or nine. Yep. So if I go do the same eight hour shift as everyone else, but I'm more productive than everyone else, then you look at the result and you go, how are you doing that? And spending time with your family because I'm still done mm-hmm. and go home at night and I get to hang out with them like everyone else. It's just, I don't like to waste my time. I don't do activity for the sake, you know, just to feel like I'm busy. Busy is a waste of my. Like, what is our goal? What is our intention? 50 calls? Give me the phone. I don't want to oh, just make phone calls till you book five appointments. No, no, no. How many does it take? Yep. 50? Give me the phone.
0: And it's it's interesting to see having that behind the scenes knowledge. It's interesting to see how those beliefs and that focus is threading to at least through team members that I am working with too, where it's like, cool. I literally came in to help do that, mm-hmm. to help the team be more efficient and not spend their time on on let's be honest bullshit admin stuff where it's like really we need to apply three subtasks (laughs) let's not do that right and it it is really fun to see all of this threading through The community that those businesses are and just how much fun the team is having, especially when you come in and everybody is on VR. I'm like, what am I missing here? I'm missing something. (laughs) Well,
1: it's part of it. I mean, the the two non-negotiable rules at all of our companies are make friends and have fun. And...
0: You are definitely impersonating that within it, the companies. It's It has it's to. everything.
1: And if you're not that way, you don't want to work with us. And that's okay. It doesn't mean it's the only way. It's just our way. And we want to build our tribe of team members that make friends and have fun. And if we're having fun and we're making friends, we're going to win. And we're hard to beat. And while, yes, we compete with competitors, our true competition is ourselves. Yeah, We are focused. So you ask, The formula that I follow is Mm -hmm. very simple. It's make friends and have fun. Take immediate, decisive action.
0: Ooh, that's a good one.
1: Because a lot of people are tomorrow.
0: Should I do this? I can do that tomorrow. Yes. Should I do that? Oh, yeah, I can do that tomorrow. I still have time. Oh, yeah, you don't.
1: Tomorrow's a magical day that never happens. Yep. You get 100% done of whatever you do right now. Mm -hmm. So just get it done. Like, just get it done. Your life changes the second you enable and enact that. If all people get from this is, I'm going to start to be a take-immediate-action now, human, you think about working out, work out. You think about getting a haircut, get your haircut. You think about cleaning your room, clean your room. You think about reading that material, read the material. Yep. You think about listening to the podcast, listen to the podcast. Don't wait. Oh, I'll do that later. I want to watch or I want to scroll. I want You're wasting time and you'll never do it. The list of things that you need to do, stack. My list yep. is small because if I can do it now, I do it now. I don't care how long it takes. I mean, no one wants to do everything we do. But I want the results.
0: Exactly. So you're going to have to do. And which one you do you want do. more? Yeah. And
1: that's why words and speaking is cheap. And so, I don't judge anyone on what they say. Show me your behavior. Mm-hmm. It, I, everyone wants to be great. Everyone wants to be Michael Jordan. Everyone wants to be Bill Gates or Elon Musk. Or you're
0: going to put the work in to make it happen.
1: Show me your activity and show yeah. me your actions. Are you being and focusing on being remarkable at everything, doing it now and improving, or are you making the you know mistakes are fine once. The second time you make the same mistake, it's a choice. It's not a mistake anymore because you already experienced it, right? By the right? third
0: time, you're just too lazy to do anything well, about but it. But it, the second time change. is a choice. Yeah. And that's
1: why I tell my kids, it's like one mistake is a mistake because you didn't know better. The second time you make the same mistake, it's a choice. Oh, dad, I forgot. You didn't forget. It's a choice because it wasn't important enough for you to not forget, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. If you cared, you would not have forgotten. Yep. So it's a choice, which you're saying, whatever this is, cleaning my room, taking the trash out, whatever the stupid chores at home. It's not meaningful enough to you, so it's a choice, and you're allowing yourself to forget, versus I have to take the trash out. I will not forget. I'll put a reminder in my phone. I'll do whatever I have to do to not forget this. Yep. That's remarkable. You start to do that in every area of life. The results just happen because, and this is the sad part, the competition, which is society, is average and mediocre. So it's not hard to beat everybody or excel or stand out because no one else is li- Not enough humans are doing it. The high road, the 1%, the high achievers, there's only a small select group of people who are doing the work. And so if everyone does it, I would probably be average again because I am an ordinary guy. I'm okay with that though because I know everyone's not. And, and I still would rather live in a world where make me be better. Push me. I don't care. Let's go. And I- you're going
0: to put the work in. I think that's, that's really what it comes down to, putting in the work. Because so many just yes. simply don't.
1: Yes. Uh, it's like,
0: I have enough nine to five friends who are like, I don't <laughs> like this. So what are you going to do about it?
1: Correct. And they don't and do they anything. they Yeah. And then the next one is Kaizen, the idea of getting 1% better every day. Not focusing on trying to say, I'm going to go from being out of shape to running a marathon. But it's like, how do I just improve a little bit today? What can I do to be a little bit better than yesterday? If yesterday I only made 40 calls, can I make 41 tomorrow? Yeah. And in 10 days, I'll hit 50. Fine. Maybe it's not 50 day one because it's too much. But in 100 days, are you at 100 or are you still at 40? And most people are still at 40 because you're not making those micro gains. And if you continuously make micro gains, you're going to get better, which is going to allow you to compound winning and win stacking happens. And all of a sudden, you start to see noticeable results. And then you know, be remarkable, which is a lot of people want to be perfect. You can't be. No one's perfect. Nothing's perfect. But if can you strive, try.
0: Can you can I try. I can
1: but ride. you can hit perfect though <laughs> on the way towards remarkability and remarkability just means did I give a hundred percent of my best effort that I have today? Whatever it is, this podcast with you, yeah. am I thinking about eight things I got to do later and the ball game and the bills or the business, or am I here with you a hundred percent with you yep. engaged with you? And if I'm doing that, even if I'm not very good, I'm still remarkable because I'm giving you my best. And if I do that every day, I'll get better with my Kaizen, so my best tomorrow will be better than my best today. And I'm always remarkable and that's what another backbone of success. And then finally the idea of change ready that you have to be willing to adapt and pivot as the world and information changes where AI is coming. How are you implementing it, right? Are you just saying, "Well, I'm not going to use AI." Oh god, yeah. You know, I was became an adult right when the internet was becoming mainstream. Mm-hmm. And so there was a transition of companies that were not adopting the internet because that's not how we do business.
0: Oh, it's going to go away.
1: Yeah. It's a fad. It's well, you're extinct. You're a dinosaur uh-huh. and you're gone. Yep. And that's dangerous. And it's true in life. So as information comes out on health and wellness, are you willing to learn and listen? or with relationships? Are you willing to change as society changes? Like yeah. you said, you know, our view on male, female was different 20 years ago than it is today. And Social issues and conservative issues and and all the stuff. Are you willing to adapt and change as new information becomes available so you can continue to take you know make friends, have fun, take immediate decisive action, kaizen your way to becoming the person and skills you want, be remarkable and change when you're necessary. You do that in every area, you're successful.
0: And it has served you well as as we can see on, on your bio. So to <laughs> To round this up, 2023 was the big Jeff Fenster is stepping on the mat out of out of behind the scenes. You got your book that released, I think, beginning of 2023.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think it was April.
0: April something. Yeah. Brought that. Yes. I'm yes. going to get my, my signature here in a little mm-hmm. bit. Um You got WeBuild going, which is growing crazy. You got Everball growing, which is going crazy. You got all these things going on. What is in the plan for Jeff Fenster 2024?
1: Well, all those things you said, I want to keep growing and keep doing. Um, I want to get better. So I'm going to improve every day or I'm going to strive for it. That's the intention. Does it happen every day? No, but that is what I strive for. So I want to become a better speaker. I want to continue to grow the everable brand, the WeBuild brand, the Jeff Fenster brand. Um, we're looking at other ways to kind of build community and help more people because I do believe that there is a massive need and there are people who have good intentions that are doing great work to help others. And there are people who are taking advantage of the need from people. And I want to be the former. I want to be a source of results for humans. I want to, people to go, hey, you know, Jeff, he helped me, or I learned something from my mistakes, or if I can help, because I am fortunate. I'm very grateful for my relationship circle and the people that are in my life that have helped me learn the things I now know. You know, I I am not the creator of all of these ideas. I I've received them, Mm -hmm. implemented them, fine-tuned them for me, and see the results. And I want more people to make more money. So, you know, I speak more to entrepreneurs just because, you know, doctors don't necessarily care what I have to say, and nor, nor should they. But um, if you're in the entrepreneurship community or the or the you know startup community or the business community, I think that there's a voice I have in that space to help. And my goal is to help you. And I want you to make millions of dollars and in, make businesses that have massive impact and make my life better. Um, because I want, you know, everything we do is selfish and there's a selfish reason. Um, spend more time with my family and friends. And, you know, we're looking to continue to find new cool companies that can, Either be part of our ecosystem and cool people to join the team. And I can't tell you because I don't think things out that long. Um, I'm not a five-year plan guy. I don't know why. I think we spend too much time worrying about the future instead of winning the day. And
0: It comes back around to do it now.
1: Yes. And, you know, the first rule of entrepreneurship is stay in business today.
0: Yeah, that's a big one, especially after the few years we had.
1: Yeah. And the second rule is stay in business tomorrow. So I laugh because, you know, I invest in companies and people give me these five-year projections and five-year business plans. and
0: So much changes nowadays in five years. It's like...
1: (laughs) Think about five years ago. The word COVID (laughs) didn't exist. (laughs) You said COVID. I'd be like, what what, I don't even know what that is. Mm -hmm. Um, Five years ago, the world was very different. Oh, my God, yes. So why are you worrying about five years from today? What are you doing right now? And how are you going to think through the next one year backwards or 30 days backwards? Or what are you doing today? So do
0: you do any kind of planning?
1: Of course. I mean, as a company, we do. Yeah. Uh, personally, I set goals for myself, you know, but they're not as, they're not as like forward. Like, can I get in better shape in 2024? Yes. I work out every day, seven days a week, never fail. Without fail, I work out every day. So am I going to continue to do that? Yes. But if I continue to do that, I'm going to get in better shape. Yeah. Can I eat better? Well, I already try to eat good. So yeah, I can... Try to make better choices. Yes, all those things are great. But I don't set, like, I want to make $50 million next year. Like To me, those are, are, those are glass ceilings. How about in 2024, I'm the best version of Jeff Fenster that I've ever been in my entire life. I'll be 41 this year. So in 41 years, if the 41st year on this planet is the best Jeff Fenster, I win. And guess what next year is going to be? Can I be the best version of myself? Mm-hmm. All the results I ever wanted, you blow through them. Like I used to think, oh, I can't wait to make a million bucks. And I made a million bucks and I wasn't satisfied. I wasn't happy. And then one of my mentors said, Mm -hmm. what if you had said 10 million? And I'm like, well, I'd probably be happier. And he's like, no, but you, you you might've been, but you probably would have hit it. You were doing
0: yourself back. I held myself back by
1: setting a goal of a million dollars. And. I want to set numbers. Like, of course, with the team, I'll say, hey, you know, can we do a million dollars here or 10 million here? Yeah. Or I want to bring in this many new locations. Or I want our AUVs. Of course, we have objective uh, you know, objective targets that yeah. we are striving to. But as a personal level, I want to be the best me. And that's all I can be. And whatever result that gets me, I have zero regret. Because I, if I look back and say, well, I could have done this. I should have done that. I could have studied harder or worked harder or spent more time and... I could have spent less time on Instagram and, you know, I could have. Well, then, yeah, I'm going to be very unhappy. Mm -hmm. But I don't have, it's very rarely I ever look back and have regret, even when I fail, air quotes, or I don't hit some target because what What else could I have done? What else could I have done? I did my best. This is it. I love that. All I can do is live inside my own skin and be the best me. And I want everyone else to be the best you every day all the time and when you build that habit it's hard it is hard especially if you haven't been living that lifestyle it is hard so you're hearing me say these words and it's not easy to change your habits it's not easy to change who you are it's not easy to implement you don't have to do it overnight can you get one percent better today can you just get incrementally better if you can it's a matter of when not if and it might take you 10 years to become the best version of you so what in 10 years you're going to be happy yep or it could be six months
0: and the the nice thing is you are living it where a lot of people go out there and speak and say where you are talking about the relationship bank account and all the things where when you get a behind-the-scenes look, it's like, oh, so you just jumped on a marketing scheme. And it's like, no, it's not. It's like the first time we went into each other, it's like, He's just there. There is no, I'm the fancy guy. I'm like, yeah, I love having, I want to have an Andrew too. So one of these days, we're just going to clone Andrew. Andrew <laughs> Andrew is like Jeff's um, shadow who's doing the behind the scenes, the B-Wall footage who's recording for us today. He's also, he
1: produces the Jeff Fenster show. He's a videographer. I'm we like, travel together. He's great.
0: I want an Andrew. Um, but you are approachable. You are out there. You are resharing on social media, sometimes with with even paid collaborations, getting somebody to share something when you tag them is like pulling teeth and you are just in there. You are just exactly who you say you are. So thank you for coming on through the show today. It was really fun picking your brain. <laughs> I was listening on with Pat Flynn's show actually coming here where you guys were also talking about, you know what? It's easier to in, in, invite somebody to your podcast and pick their brain because even though I'm in the office here, I don't always get to see him. So thank you for coming on.
1: Well, thank I'm you for having I'm excited to me. see
0: where everything is going in 2024 for you, well, for the companies, for all the things.
1: And thank you for doing your show. I mean, you know, you've, you've been doing this 60-something episodes, mm-hmm. which... Is a testament, and you should be very proud because that is not easy to do. And for helping an audience of humans get access to great ideas and conversations that maybe they don't have current in their life. And sometimes it's that one piece of information you need to hear at the right time that changes everything. And you never know who it can come from. Yep. And I, I mean that wholeheartedly. So I, I think it's, it's wonderful that you do this on top of the amazing things you're already doing to help us as we continue to build out all of our systems. And I want to thank you for the work you're doing for Everbone We WeBuild because you are making us more efficient and you are making it so we can be a better as a team. And that was really a cool opportunity for us to meet through that. And I'm grateful that you invited me to come on.
0: Thanks so much for coming on. And guys, as always, you can find all of the links and everything about Jeff right in the description. I'm going to link the book there. I'm going to link his page there. I know you have a couple of things coming up on the personal branding side. As always, check out the description. Make sure you hit the follow button and leave a comment. If you have follow-up questions for Jeff, leave it in the comment section and make sure to pop it over to him. Thanks for coming on.
1: Thanks for having me.